welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, and joined uh, by a man with a 4-H pig diary badge, Brent. (laughs) 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 That that kind of came out a little stinted. (laughs) 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 But the wrong... You mean stilted? Yeah, stilted, yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm off to a bad start. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, and uh, just when you're about ready to throw up from the stench... Then he's done. <laughs> Ski. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> and today we're going to be going over season five, episode 25. Uh, I forgot to even write down the title of the episode. What's the title, Ski? The President's Coming. The President's Coming. Part Twice. one. Twice. Oh. The President's Coming. The President is Coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. What was the menu at the wedding? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, no. he didn't go to the wedding. I didn't, uh, I didn't know if like Nicole was like, oh, they had trip oh, actually, shooters. No. I did talk to Alexis on the way here. And yeah, she okay. said they had hot box pizza. Oh, mm. nice. Have you guys had it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Um, Not a typical wedding <clears throat> uh, food, but yeah, well, it was, it was an me. outdoor thing. They're mm-hmm. they were doing all outside stuff. They had like a tent. Yeah, yeah. We're off to a little we, bit of a late start today because Ski got held up because his wife and daughter were at a wedding. Mm. Um, it's a long story, and maybe a bit of it might be. There's going to be a bit extra at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. so if you listen, there's some check it out good banter that we had uh, <laughs> prior to kicking things off. Um, and that might be in there a little bit. I don't, I'm not sure if it was recording at that point. No. But okay. that's the gist of it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's I the, it was. the basics. Mm-hmm. I always get confused between my timeline and their timeline. All right. Uh, wh- what do you mean? You mean as far as like when they actually start listening? Yeah, or like when you start. I oh. don't know how you edit these things together. Uh, well, normally like when I say welcome to another episode or mm-hmm. whatever, that's when the recording starts for them. That's when I start the... Gotcha. 99% of the time. The fact, right? There's been one or two episodes where there's been a little something beforehand mm. that I left beforehand. Giving the old memento. Yeah. Typically, though, if we have any extra good content that gets recorded, then I tack that on at the end. Mm. Pulp Fiction style. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's just bonus. It's like a bonus track. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope you do it like um, old school CB style where there's like eight minutes of silence before the bonus track starts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Only the true listeners. <laughs> like, there's got to be something. Well, and if you can set up your uh, your playback device to do it backwards, there's always secret messages that I embed. Well, actually, it's where I get all the uh, advertising money from. Oh, <laughs> it's for the that's subliminal clever. Messages. That's clever. And that way I don't have to cut you guys in on it. Mm-hmm. So it works out. It's Corporate, a, am I right? A double mm-hmm. bonus. Exactly. Um, yeah, so today... Uh, we're going to be doing our standard format uh, with Ski doing our recap. Uh, Brent and I, of course, will be chiming in throughout. At the end of the episode, we will go name our MVPs for the episode, okay. as well as give it a rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. I can do that. With the ultimate goal of determining what the greatest episode of, uh, of the entire series is. A lot of pressure. Edging closer. Yeah, getting close. Uh, two we more got, seasons. Yeah, two episodes left this season, and then uh, two seasons left, but then... A strong possibility of adding in the uh, one season of Golden Palace as well. Wait, would we consider? Wait, there's, so there's three seasons left total. If we do Golden Palace, yes. Because well, I was going to say, would we still of Golden Girls and then? Oh shit, man! I thought there was just. <laughs> I thought we had season six of Golden Girls, and then season seven was the Golden Palace. Well, no, because remember you said the idea was that we'd have the two best episodes from every season, mm. and with seven episodes, that would leave fourteen. But if mm. we did eight we'd seasons, I'm totally 16. fine though with just doing the seven episodes. Seven seasons, no, I should we, say. We can't. I would feel unfinished. Uh, <laughs> like if there was a season in Golden Palace uh, <laughs> that we did not do. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that sounds like pretty damn close to a commitment then. So we got close to 80 <laughs> episodes to go? Yeah, roughly. 
It's over a year. <laughs> oh, yeah, a year got, and a half. <laughs> we got a while. It depends on how many we recorded at a time, I guess. If we start doing eight-episode marathon recording sessions, we'll knock <laughs> it out in <laughs> ten sessions. <laughs> There's a way to go. <laughs> right. Um, when we get to the end, though, I would like to be more in real time. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm hoping that we're actually recording. Although this episode, we're recording it just a week or so before it comes out. Yeah. Um, Closer we just, than normal. Yeah, we've gotten a little close because there were some illnesses, and then Ski went on vacation for a while. Um, so, But you guys will, will have not missed a beat on your end, but just a little closer to the deadline than we typically are. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, once we get down to the very end where we're, you know, wrapping up and getting ready to name uh-huh. the best episode, my hope is that we're recording the last episode just a few days before it comes out. Gotcha. So. Well, then I, I guess my hope is that we end up with enough bank that we can take a six-month sabbatical <laughs> and then come back for four strong weeks and then uh, done. <laughs> well, then we're going to really have to ramp it up considering that we have no bank right now. <laughs> Well, anyways, um, I did have one quick uh, listener interaction to mention. Um, we got a message from uh, from Stacy. Mm-hmm. She was saying, I think I had, you know, it was on the episode Cheaters. Okay. And yeah. I said we were fine with being anybody's side piece yeah. as far as podcast goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she said, side piece, pff, you're the main squeeze. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, so I appreciate that. <laughs> that is very nice. Yeah, I think we have a couple listeners that, uh, at least, uh, probably more than a couple, but a couple that, have been yeah. vocal about it that yeah. we're at the top of their podcast list, which yeah. is very uh, humbling. Mm-hmm. She had um, on the Instagram, uh, she had made a comment about Professor Cooper on one of the posts, <laughs> uh-huh. and it was one of those things that because it was a public forum, I didn't want to defend him too vigorously, <laughs> but I appreciated her. Mad props, going to that by well. the way, <laughs> right. some of the recent posts you sent. You always are awesome about sending us oh, the uh, segment on there. Yeah. Pretty awesome stuff. Very good. Yeah, you should definitely follow us on Instagram. I mean, I'd like you. We have like two thousand followers on the Facebook page, but I think out of those two thousand, about nine, nineteen hundred and fifty are bots. <laughs> Russian bots. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's um, how they're going to get us in the next election, Alan. Exactly. So Brent's up to closing in on three hundred followers on Instagram, um, and he refuses to use a hashtag. Because then we would end up with 1,900 bots. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm fine with, um, to be on the, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> but but you should definitely follow it. His posts are quality posts. So look for Sophia's Choice on uh, Instagram. And and it, it's a worthwhile follow if you listen to our show. Or if you don't, even if you just like the Golden Girls, it's worthwhile. But it Makes funny know. meme stuff. Right. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyways, did you have anything you wanted to add before Ski jumps into the recap? Um. Uh, I mean, I can talk. You want me to mention like what happened on the day this happened? Oh yeah, oh. did you have some stuff? Yeah. Well, oh, you, you want me stuff? to tell the the date first though? Sure. All right. So as we mentioned, so this is season five, episode twenty five. Uh, the president's coming, and you said it's repeated twice in the name. President's coming. Yep. Pres- president's coming! Exclamation point. The president's coming! Exclamation point. All right. I only thought it was once. Uh, this is part one, but I think both episodes uh, twenty five and twenty six. Aired the same day. Yeah, right? I believe so. Yeah. But we're still doing them separately. Yeah. Correct. Uh, May 5th, 1990. Mm-hmm. This one was written by Mark Sotkin, mm-hmm. Gail Parent, Martin Weiss, Robert Bruce, uh, Phil J- Jason, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Phil, Philip Jason Lasker, mm-hmm. okay. Tom Whedon, Mark Cherry, and Jamie Wooten. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one directed by Lex Lexaris, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's pronounced. Okay. The only one this season. Not by Terry Hughes. I think next week also is not a Terry Hughes. Well, but like since they're yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. The part one and two. He one of the, yeah, he's, he's gone. 
But so, uh, so we're done with Terry Hughes now. No more Terry Hughes. Um, or just for the season. Uh, he he does. I think the pilot for our Golden Palace. Oh okay. But yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you meant he's just done for, for season, season five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's done for season five and for season six and season seven. <laughs> I hadn't looked ahead. I'd yeah. forgotten that. That's fine. Um, when we do the uh, season long recap or whatever mm-hmm. in two weeks or whatever, maybe we'll have a little retrospective. A little, a little sign off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think about calling it uh, Thank Hughes for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like that quite a bit. To it. That gives yeah. you a high. Uh, I don't know. You're already setting yourself up with a a, a mission or a goal, mm-hmm. so I, mean, I appreciate that you're putting the bar high. Just to winning title to begin with. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So, right. it may well, just be you know when I do the recap, it's like episode one was directed by Terry Hughes, and ah. it was <laughs> <laughs> episode two. That's the one Terry Hughes directed about. <laughs> <laughs> so now also setting realistic expectations. As exactly. Well. <laughs> exactly. Life's going to happen between now and then. Who knows right. what I'll end up with. As a matter of fact, 3 through 20. Yeah. I was him too. Yeah. I have a box of chocolates and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. So as far as um, this week, what I was going to mention about May 5th. So like, this is kind of related. Anyways, so May 5th, you know, uh, 1821, Napoleon, uh, French general emperor, died. Uh, 1859, Peter Gustav Lejeune Duraquette. A uh, German mathematician and academic died. 1930, Hans Abramson, a Swedish director, producer, and screenwriter, was born. 1944, Bo Larsson, Swedish footballer, was born. 1972, Mikael Renberg, a Swedish ice hockey player, was born. Uh, 2004, my male child was born. And in 2008... Uh, you say my male child? Yes. Oh, so your son was born on May 5th? Correct. Very Correct. cool. Mm-hmm. What year did you say that was? 2004. So he's a, a, a your adult child now. Correct. Yes. Yes. So then, in two thousand eight, uh, Bert Baskin's hetero life mate Irv Robbins died of natural causes at the age of ninety. So, so life and death on May fifth. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so, like May fifth of nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. there was like, and we have this quite often, and I think it's it's something that's I'm thinking about more and more today um, <laughs> like it's very rare that something actually happens on that date mm-hmm. you know like i can always find lots of stuff that happened on that date throughout history For sure but that exact date you know there's like nothing noteworthy right you know it's like you know lincoln was shot you know april 14th 1865 and there have been a million pages written about that day yeah but nobody's writing pages about <laughs> yeah. may 5th 1990 right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's probably for the best. Normally, when there's a lot of pages written, it's, it's rarely a great thing. Yeah. You know? so. But, like, within our lifetime. September 11th style, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, like, in our lifetime, that may be the only date that gets thousands of pages written about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there'll be a lot of pages written about. January uh, 6th. Yeah, January 6th also, I imagine. Uh, although, certainly less so than, you know, September 11th. Yeah. I'm trying to think, though. Are there any other... But, I mean, January 6th, I mean... Like, the Challenger exploding like that yeah, was yeah, early in our lifetime. Yeah, I mean, that's... Depends big, on the who's who's writing the thousands of pages, because each one of those had huge investigations behind it. Yeah, but yeah. even still, like, I can't tell you what day that exploded. It's not something... Oh, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's one of those things that eventually they'll stop writing about it. Yeah. You know? I don't know that they'll ever stop writing about September 11th or about Lincoln's assassination. But eventually, they're just going to run out of shit to say about January 6th or the Challenger or whatever. Right. They're going to run out of hot takes on it. 
Well, there may be stuff that's happened, I guess, that we don't necessarily know. Um, mm-hmm. Although I feel like, I don't know, like you don't, you do hear like some things about like, oh, this very important person was born on that day. Mm-hmm. But still, it's not about their birth that all the pages are written. It's usually about their accomplishments. Exactly. It's so, what they did after that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there may be other very consequential things that have happened that we don't know about, but not those generation defining kind mm-hmm. of uh, dates. Yeah. Can you think of other things, you know, like prior that uh, would be dates that lived in infamy or, you know, whatever? No, I mean, I think you got... Oh, bombing of... Uh, of well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, that uh, Pearl Harbor, but... Yeah. yeah, but I mean, really, I mean, there's probably, like, I mean, like July 4th, 1776, sure. you know, mm-hmm. uh, we've probably got, you know, bombing. Um, then we've got, you know, September 11th and Lincoln assassination and... I mean, there's probably a fifth great American date, <laughs> but really, beyond that, nothing too, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to think about that between now and, uh, you know, May 5th of 90, <laughs> <laughs> but between now and next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so any, any other things for this uh, day in history? No, it wasn't my responsibility. My, uh, okay. <laughs> 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 One of my nephews was also born on May 5th. Oh, congratulations. 1919 19, uh, or 2004 also? Um, no, no. Oh, okay. um, I want to say he's only like six. Oh, okay. So, all it's right. a handful of years back. But you can go ahead and kick off your recap then. I think we're all set. All right. So, as we're on the uh, discussion of dates, uh-huh. today is Saturday, July 30th, 2022, National Cheesecake Day. Oh, very nice. I We talked about either recording yesterday or today, and today I found out it was Cheesecake Day, so I threw that in my... Recap. Very so, a very happy Cheesecake Day to all of our friends. Is that what you pushed us back 24 hours? Say what? Is that what you pushed us back 24 hours? That's, yes, yes. Well, no. I was the one who pushed. Well, I guess no ski was. Yeah, because I thought he pushed it back because he thought tonight would be more likely to start on time. Yeah. That well, is actually ironically true, <laughs> yes. And <laughs> that, that's... Had he agreed to Friday, I'll admit that it would have been a challenge for me to be prepared uh-huh. a little bit. Um but I would have I would have made it work, and I would have been here when you guys showed up either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rewatching the uh, uh, the seventh Predator movie is coming out oh, yeah? next Friday in our timeline. So I've been rewatching the first six. So I'm five six of the way through, and very nice. They all hold up really really well. Now, do you include Alien versus Predator <laughs> as one of those? Yep. Okay. Um, I did Predator, uh, Predator Two, the two Alien versus Predators, and then last night I watched Predators. And I've got the Predator to go okay. probably tomorrow night. Now this next one that's coming out is it called the Predator Two or does it have a I think another it's Predator Prey? Oh okay. Yeah. And it's like I think um, Native American Indian. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I saw a commercial yeah, for that a little Predator. while ago. I think. Yeah. So which I'm I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'd be fine with watching a Predator battle occasionally. I don't right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine that the you know there'd probably be a good a caveman out there that. Mm-hmm. You know, had a big enough club to take on a predator. Exactly. Anyways. All right. Well, Ski, if you're ready. So that's what I did last night instead of not meeting with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad at least you were productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you worked towards your goal. Yeah. So that's productive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can go ahead and jump into your recap now. All right. So, yeah. Happy Cheesecake Day, everybody. I like your recaps, by the way. You do? Yeah. I'm glad. Okay. Just I like saying. yours, too. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> just saying, if you ever thought that I, deep down, I didn't or something, no, I do. I, sometimes you've made a comment that, like, 
they're long, which they often are. And that's fine. And, and I think it's more hilarious that way. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I make a comment that Professor Cooper is an upriding citizen. Doesn't mean I truly believe it. <laughs> Doesn't mean he doesn't. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. Yeah. Well, when we do, I will be pro-Cooper. Pro-Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have pivoted back to my default position. <laughs> so we open the living room. Uh, Dorothy is sitting on the couch while Rose uh, waters some plants. Uh, Sophia enters the room and asks her daughter if she's going to the store that day. Uh, Dorothy says that she is. And Sophia asks her to go pick up a couple chicken breasts and maybe 40, uh, 45 tubes of sunscreen. All right. Rose overhears this and earnestly tries to warn Sophia. No, no, it's better to just turn the oven down. <laughs> to don't a, want your to avoid burning the chicken, yeah. I've made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the better lines of the episode, as I far agree. as the original lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've already mentioned that this one is a uh, clip show episode. I have not. Oh, I have okay. not. So that's a good thing to say. And since it's two-parter, um, both parts are clips. Right. And I kind of went with Tale of Two uh, recaps. Oh, okay. This one is a little bit longer. The second one is a little bit briefer. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'll be looking more forward bulleted. to I'll be looking forward to getting to the end of that second recap because I got some opinions. Do uh, you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, you know, y'all have to wait till next week to hear those. I'm excited now. <laughs> okay. All right, but yeah, so don't uh, don't use the sunscreen on the chicken. Right. Just turn it on the oven. Mm-hmm. Dorothy corrects Rose, kind of laughing, indicating that you know the sunscreen isn't for the chicken, of course. And then mid sentence, kind of stops herself and asks, "What do you mean by you've made that mistake before?" <laughs> right. Uh, Sophia tells the girls that you know President George H.W. Bush will be visiting Miami and happens to be passing by their home uh, on, a, on his way to dedicate a senior citizen's home, which is just down the street from where they live. Right. I can't imagine. I can't imagine a president, a, a, <laughs> a, a sitting president of the United States going to dedicate a senior citizen's home. I like the overall premise of this episode. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> but I still think Seems that far-fetched. Really far-fetched, yeah. It would have to be of some... Major important, like like, right. like a congressman is making, like like founding it or something. Yeah, or something that was like specifically funded with taxpayer dollars to be mm-hmm. like a senior citizen center for the future or something like that. That'd be more mm-hmm. special than yeah. just like Shady Pines 2.0. Yeah. Maybe, well, he, go ahead. Uh, maybe he's looking for a place to put Barbara. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Bar. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I can um, see, go ahead. I was going to say the, um, uh, one of the nursing homes in my hometown of Franklin, um, Dan Quayle's grandmother was there. Oh, really? And really? so he came to town uh, once or twice while he was in office to visit her. Hey, See, that makes that. perfect sense to yeah, me. I don't have any exactly. issue with that idea. But uh, he wasn't there to <laughs> open up, like cut the ribbon <laughs> on the... <laughs> exactly. And I will say that um, at the time, Franklin had three nursing communities or whatever. Mm. And Dan Quayle's um, grandmother was in the shittiest of the three. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wouldn't help her out, huh? I don't know. Maybe she just didn't didn't plan for her golden years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like as vice president, he could have thrown a bone her way, though. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? It sounds it was, bad. It's still there. It's the little one there behind the White Castle across from the Old Marsh. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's like eight rooms, single story. Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> I pass by there on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be there soon enough <laughs> <laughs> on a much more permanent basis. 
<laughs> and it's still the shittiest one. <laughs> well, that's because I, I too didn't plan for my vacation. <laughs> right. for my your vacation. That's <laughs> what you consider your like, time in the retirement home is a well, long-awaited vacation. The front desk is going to be calling to your room. It's like, Camden's here for you to babysit. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be 45. <laughs> It'll be his kids. <laughs> I think the most hilarious part or the most unrealistic part of that is that you think you'll still be alive when Camden's 45. So <laughs> <laughs> you think with the amount you work and everything, you're making it to 88 years old. <laughs> it seems really unlikely. We'll see. You know, I could live long and, and a miserable life, you know. <laughs> I think if you live long, it'll be a happy 85 years or 88 years you've had on this planet, but... Uh, I, I think. Well, the, the final years would be miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to remember that the anger, the hatred, that's what makes you stronger. That's what <laughs> gives you that extra. Stronger. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> the thought of mushroom caps has added 10 years to my life. <laughs> <laughs> the subliminal messages are working. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll just be trying to outlive you. <laughs> be like, I guess you're on time to the pearly gates. <laughs> All out of spite. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so, yeah, so the president supposedly is going to come dedicate the senior citizens' home. Uh, she, but then she shares with uh, Dorothy that, you know, the neighbors will all be outside to watch the motorcade pass by. And it'll be, you know, middle of the day, hot sun. Uh, and she says that she's planning to sell the sunscreen to all her uh, neighbors to get a healthy profit. Mm-hmm. At first, her daughter says that's kind of a dirty way to treat your neighbors. However, when Sophia offers to cut her in on the revenue, uh, Dorothy quickly suggests that they should also sell visors. Right. <laughs> it seems like the neighbors could just walk inside their own house yeah, and exactly. get their sunscreen totally that they probably agree, have yeah. since they live in Miami. They are right there. Well, and it seems, too, like people might be willing to go in. Like, even if you're going to gouge them, like, mm-hmm. no one needs an entire tube of sunscreen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd be like, okay, well, me and these folks here. And, will, and I'm will sure there out. will be like a contingent of people that are coming from outside the neighborhood oh, after sure. they hear about the president coming. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know how strict they are, like as far as Secret Service and whatnot goes, about the people that can line the streets anyway. Yeah, when I the don't know either. Coming down. Yeah. But there was an incident in Texas that uh, didn't go so well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. But uh, so we changed scenes. Uh, yeah, that's another date. I guess yeah. we could add to our list. Mm-hmm. That's but, our fifth. Have tragedies. Uh, Dorothy quickly approaches uh, the girls who are all sitting in the living room and tells them that there's a man on the lawn. Blanche excitedly states, uh, "Get the net." Mm-hmm. <laughs> the doorbell rings and, and uh, Blanche goes to answer it, and it's a member of the Secret Service, mm-hmm. uh, Agent Bell. We right. remember his first name, do we? I don't think Maybe so. Just Agent Bell. I just know him as TV's Tim Stack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great because he always rings the bell. So right, Agent Bell. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes uh, makes it easy to remember. <laughs> uh, she invites him in, and he informs them that he knows all their names and that their house has been under surveillance for uh, as security measure. Uh, in conjunction with his trip to the senior citizen center, uh, the president also plans to visit a local home to quote keep in touch with the people. Right. He continues that uh, their home is being considered as a stop. Because they have uh, four senior citizens living in the house. Uh, but there are other ha- homes under consideration, too. Right. Blanche gives a somewhat blank stare when he calls all of them seniors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I am absolutely positive there was a line cut there. 
Because there is a weird look that looks like she said something and then smiled. I think and they that she, just edited it out. Yeah, I, I really believe that there was a line that was originally in that episode, maybe not in the episode, maybe originally filmed um, that didn't make it into just that looked, episode. Yeah, it did. It has a weird, like almost awkward pause. Yeah, so that's not what very I characteristic anyway. of how it usually is. Uh, he explains that he'd like to speak with all the ladies, uh, starting with Miss Devereaux. Mm-hmm. So Dorothy says that they'll be in the kitchen. And Rose specifies that they won't be making fun of the vice president, which, as we talked about, is, form- is fellow Hoosier Dan Quayle. Correct, yep. Mm-hmm. Blanche and, is uh, he still a Hoosier? Like, he didn't come back here afterwards, right? Yeah, I think if you're, you're born, born here. Yeah. Really? I guess, technically, I don't know if you were, if he was born here. I think he was, but I don't know that. Yeah, I, I thought he was as well, but I don't I know think he, he have to come back. I know he lived here for years and years. He was, was, he was a senator here, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think he's, like, he moved away in age, or... Whenever he became a senator, but like being vice president in '88, and I don't think he didn't come back after that. So it's been nigh on. So he, he loses Hoosier status then. I'd like to think so. I think you're just trying to kick out people who you <laughs> hope don't come back. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, technically, I was born in Ohio. I lived there for most of my life. Fucking Buckeye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So what I'm saying though, would I be a Hoosier <laughs> or a Buckeye at that point? <laughs> He'll always be a brown eye to me. <laughs> I think you can earn Hoosier status, and I guess if you were to leave the state, then you would lose it. But I think if you're born here, you get it permanently. You know that that'd be my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like citizenship. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I, mean, I think it's bullshit that, that Illinois claims Lincoln. Yeah, I agree because he wasn't born there. Exactly, so. land of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I know that's crap. Yeah, but we've got his boyhood home. Yeah, that's true. But we had him for his formative years. Mm-hmm. Either way. Um, We're the ones who made a man out of him. <gasps> right. Not Illinois. <laughs> uh, Blanche and the uh, agent sit on the couch, and uh, she says, now that we're alone, tell me all about yourself. He kind of smiles and replies, you first. Uh, she starts by saying that she you know, likes to have fun, mm-hmm. and then we go to a flashback, and of course we get our montage of, you know, not montage, but like little clips here. Yeah. We see Blanche and Dorothy at the kitchen table, and Blanche is uh, stating that it's been four days since she's had the company of a man. Mm-hmm. Dorothy says, "Yeah, she's been marking the days on her big chips of the Navy calendar." <laughs> Blanche explains that <clears throat> she's under great tension and feels like she's going to explode. Dorothy very uncomfortably says that she can't help her and to please let go of her hand. Right. Uh, then we change to another one. We see Blanche entering the kitchen and tells Dorothy and Rose that uh, she just received a bonus at work and has decided to spend the money on breast enlargement, mm-hmm. uh, care of Dr. Rosenwig. They both look at her in uh, disbelief, but she tells them that, you know, hey, breasts are back in fashion. Right. Uh, later on, she's asking Rose for her opinion on what her enhancement should look like, uh, laying several pictures on the coffee table. Rose notices that the women are all topless, and Blanche explains that, yeah, yeah, these are the after photos of happy customers and indicates that uh, she likes a specific set. Mm-hmm. Rose responds, all right, Blanche, but do you think black is really or black really suits you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a funny line. Um, when she says that they're back in style, so mm-hmm. does that imply there was a period in the 80s where they went out of style? I mean, I'm kind of guessing that there was, sort of. Maybe like the Twiggy time period. I don't know if there was a time when, like, just incredibly, you know, thin maybe. people with, no, you know, features no, yeah, was, like was the fashion. Crack um, thin. Yeah, I don't really think there was ever a time where, at least for for gentlemen, that they would have considered <laughs> <laughs> breasts to be out of style. 
Probably depends on the guy, I guess. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, to each his own, but um, but I, I just don't think there would have been that much. I think it would have been a, a challenge at any time period to find somebody who was like, oh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, Blanche, and then we've got another uh, throwback. Show Blanche. me somebody who says, no thanks, I'll show you a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just oh, throw Blanche. that in. You can't shoehorn that in. <laughs> like, I'm all right with you making your jokes whenever there's a, a true opportunity. <laughs> I think, think that was uh, overly reached. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, he created an opportunity that didn't exist. <laughs> There was a silence in the recap. I felt a need to fill it. Yeah. Well, one of these days when your lawsuit comes out, then a lot of pieces are going to fall into place. <laughs> Where I was victim number 12. Right, exactly. <laughs> so another uh, clip. Blanche enters the uh, living room where all the girls are sitting and asks Dorothy, if she's uh, heard of Dirty Dancing, mm-hmm. Dorothy tells her, oh, yeah, of course, like in the movie. Rose asks, well, what movie? And Dorothy immediately tells her, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. She invites Dorothy to sign up uh, for a local dancing class with her. But Dorothy isn't interested uh, in swinging her hips. Sophia comments that the world is very grateful for that. Uh, later on, we see Blanche and Rose, uh, who apparently did sign up for the class with her, right. uh, practicing a dance routine in the living room. To uh, sound like salsa music, would you guys yeah. agree? Yeah. Uh, Public the, domain salsa music. Yeah, yeah. Very, right. very, kind of samba-ish. Right. Uh-huh. The routine ends with Rose throwing her head back and Blanche holding her back and her butt. Uh, just as Dorothy and Sophia enter the front door, Sophia says, you know, whatever they want to do together is fine, but if uh, I'd be heartbroken if I caught Dorothy in such a pose. Right. Another clip, uh, a man who is unseen uh, in this bit had just exited the house. Rose comments that uh, he was quite a hunk. I think it was the caterer guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It was Jake. Mm-hmm. From State Farm? <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Dorothy, was Cincinnati, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy berates Blanche for using uh, cheap boys to uh, grab him for himself, knowing she or Rose might have been interested in asking him out. Blanche simply says uh, of her efforts, damn, I'm good, mm-hmm. uh, before strutting back to her room. And then we uh, hit back to the present. Agent Bell thanks Blanche for her background summary and asked if uh, if uh, she not hit on the president if he is uh, if they're almost chosen. Right. Rose enters in the living room with a Scandinavian treat. I forget the name of it. It was flugelkaka. Flugel sounds delicious. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite names of one of uh, Rose's Any, creations. Anything with kaka at right, the end. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he asks Rose if he can speak to her, and Blanche suggests she take her seat on the couch. Uh, adding to the agent uh, is very nice. Mm-hmm. As she walks back to her room, she tells him that if they need any more questions, uh, she has pictures. He clips back, so do we. Right. I did think there was a line from Rose there where after he asked if uh, he can ask her some questions, she says, sure, as long as it's not any math. Yes, she I did. Thought, I thought that was a good, that was a good, good line. original line. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sits down uh, with Rose and says that uh, the records indicate that she came from St. Olaf, asking if she can tell you know, him a few things about the town. She just looks dumbstruck at him, telling him that nobody's ever asked before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was so my th- favorite line of the episode. <laughs> was it? It was, it was pretty high for me, too. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, we do a little flashback again, of course. Uh, the girls are now in the kitchen discussing that uh, two people didn't seem to have anything in common. And if I recall from this one, it was about Dorothy's son 
and the older black lady that he was going to marry, right? Yeah, I believe so. And we ended up finding out that she was uh, pregnant too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche suggests, uh, you know, it's a case of opposites attract. Rose agrees, jumping right into a you know, classic example of that theory from St. Olaf, uh, where a married odd couple, and then proceeds to uh, give a long list of how they differ, differed from each other. Yep. After many, many examples, Sophia yelps out, opposites, we get it. Or opposites, we get the picture. Sorry. Yeah. He says that the uh, couple sang at the town talent show right after the herring juggling act, uh, in which she specifies that the herring do the juggling with tiny Ginsu knives. Mm, that's my favorite part of that story, is the, <laughs> the tiny Ginsu knives. Yeah, the couple is inconsequential after that point. <laughs> right. Uh, the girls look away, kind of incredulous at the story. Sophia simply looks at, at her and states, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something I want to start doing when I get older. Like, I was watching an episode of The Simpsons recently, and it's probably the best grandpa episode, the Flying Hellfish one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he comes in to talk to the class, because uh, it's like Grandparents' Day or, or something along those lines. And everyone before him is these, you know, like someone was a judge and someone was, you know, things that would be exciting professions. Right. And then he comes in, and then that's when he starts talking about, you know, that uh, 19 tickety two, and you know, that, that was when uh, they used the word tickety because the Kaiser had stole their word 20, and he chased him around um, for 20 tickety miles, or for tickety six miles. Um, anyways, I'm butchering it terribly now, but it was a great grandpa episode, mm-hmm. and I really want to get into that as I get older. Just Take telling on some of those mannerisms. Yeah, or... just tell rambling bullshit stories to my grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> That are just really fantastical. I just need you got to sell it though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, so is that a suggestion? What I should do with Camden? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he'll mm-hmm. be of uh, listening age here relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should so. definitely start regaling him of complete bullshit tales of your. <laughs> Maybe I'll just have James talk to him. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he speaking currently? Uh he's, he's got a handful of little words gotcha. that he doesn't speak since of anything yet. Yeah. Does he have a name for you? No, no. Okay. He just he doesn't have like he, he most. Most things he says are dad, 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 mom, mom, mom. Gotcha. So, but says it cute though. If he learned how to say the word like shitball and that's how he referred to you, <laughs> he said it like really good and clear, would you encourage it because he'd be impressed or would you yes. discourage it? Oh, okay. I'd go for now, maybe <laughs> later on, you know, less so. But for right now, it would be hilarious. Right. <laughs> Especially out in public. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a quarter if you teach him the word for bottle is flugel caca. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. Yeah. You say a quarter? A whole quarter? Yeah, yeah. A real American quarter? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Washington on it and everything. That's, that's now, could it be one of the commemorative state quarters? Uh, whatever I got in my pocket. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> so no problems with that. I tried to yeah, yeah, yeah. up the ante for you, but... There's the... Uh, they've got the... No, no, there's a... Uh, I was saying there's other commemorative ones, but it doesn't. Don't the uh, nickels have commemorative ones now? Like, yeah, like, I think so. Of, is it? I think it's state parks or something weird. Okay, yeah, um, I, I, probably national parks. National parks, yeah, yeah something like that. But well, those are typically occur within <gasps> states. <laughs> Say what? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the but U.S. Yes. Mint's not going to commemorate, you know, Dunes National <laughs> right. Park, right? Or you know, Brown County State Park or right. something. So, um, yeah, so the juggling act, and we talked about uh, Sophia saying, I hate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blanche and Dorothy, uh, this is a different clip. Blanche and Dorothy are hurrying into the kitchen 
We find uh, why Rose is making a good deal of noise right in the middle of the night. Rose tells him that she couldn't sleep, so she decided to get up and make a batch of uh, spare Hooven Krispies, mm-hmm. an old midnight Viking snack for uh, back in the day. Yeah, that, that led to my favorite um, clip show line of the episode where Dorothy says, uh, I guess after a night of pillaging and raping, a Viking wants a little something to go with his cocoa. <laughs> uh, so that was my favorite. That was the only <laughs> line that I specifically noted that was a, a clip line. A replacement mm-hmm. or a replay. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. So apparently these smell horrible but taste like cheesecake, mm-hmm. fresh strawberries, and chocolate ice cream when you pinch your nose and pop them in your mouth. Mm-hmm. At first, Dorothy tells her that the Donner Party would have still chosen to eat each other rather mm-hmm. than take the Krispies. Right. But Rose convinces them all to try a bite, and they apparently both love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia then enters the kitchen, seeing all of them with their nose pinched, says, you can't smell that from the hall, <laughs> which I thought was a great line. Yeah, I think that's my favorite flashback episode line. Now, if you found out that human flesh did taste that way, <laughs> like it was like the most delicious thing, um, do you think that if it was like, oh, this is all humanely harvested, like we we get this flesh from people who died of natural causes, it's all tested for disease, it's disease-free, um, it's an expensive delicacy, um, we have clearance from the FDA, all that, do you think that you would be able to eat really some, delicious some human flesh? Man steaks? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you had enough assurances. <laughs> I've never had shark. I've never had uh, polar bear. Well, sure. Um, but that's so not you've got other thing. animals on your list you'd want to get through first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got to work your way up to Maybe that. some uh, blue whale. <laughs> Bald eagle. All the meats of God's stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fresh narwhal steak. Narwhal. <laughs> well. Probably real fatty. Mm-hmm. You know what? Well, I'll blubber up there. You don't mm-hmm. end up actually accidentally getting a little piece of the horn. <laughs> Fun fact, not a horn. A tooth. tooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> I think you probably learned it here. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. Still a fun Maybe. fact. Yeah, I say, is, it not, is it not fun now? Yeah. <laughs> Did not take away any of the funness of the fact. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for the listeners, they're like, oh, yeah, we know, it's tooth. Stupid. Uh, but so we uh, jump back to the script. Real quick, though, just to get your answer on record, you would eat human after you got through the other animals? I, I don't know. If it was all, it, it probably would depend on how commonly accepted it was at that point. If it was, like, something everyone was doing, you know? You can go to a fast food establishment and yeah, get a burger. Yeah, a man steak. Yeah. Or a man, man burger. Yeah, for, like, $6, you know, with fries <laughs> and a drink. You would I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what if it was something where they were able to clone, I, clone I, it? That it wasn't from a, a living a human that ever lived. I think that still counts. <laughs> but it's, it's... You're alive to die. But no, no. Just like the chickens. No one ever lives. It's just they're, they're cloning meat that was from a human. Um, and so it's like whatever process oh, like, they used, uh, like it was never living. Like 3D printed tissue, basically? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, like something that... Uh, but it, it's fine. I would definitely have less... Like moral problem with that. Mm, okay. Trying that out. They're actually talking about doing 3D printed meats and organs. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll be looking forward to that day. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> the organs are actually from for like uh, replacement. Like if people sure. are missing. I, I didn't figure you meant as a snack. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, the meats though are for consumption. Mm. So I think a lot of them are probably more uh, protein. Like soy based or something though. Okay, but what just to make it look like a steak so that Maybe, you would yeah. feel better about it? 
Interesting. Well, it's a weird world we live in. Mm-hmm. I'll just be looking forward to the day you eat your man steak. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be right there with me, Alan. <laughs> you Pro- too, Brent. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> We'll win them over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them it was made on. Uh, it was born on uh, May fifth. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then you'll he'll find out he's eating his own son. Nineteen ninety, Alan. Nineteen ninety. Well, still, yeah. Aged. Uh, uh, to perfection. <laughs> Well, I guess if it was if the person was still alive from 1990, they wouldn't be that old now anyway. Yeah, that's right. So, just wait. Mm, okay. All right, where was that? Uh, back to present. Rose continues to tell stories uh, about you know Saint Olaf, uh, or, or telling things about about Saint Olaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> stories about stories. Uh, but Agent seems to have lost interest at this point. Right. Uh, we then see Dorothy and Sophia in the kitchen. Dorothy is writing, and Sophia tells her she's writing to her brother Phil to tell him, you know, thanks for the underoos. That Spider-Man uh, really freaked out her do- doctor. Mm-hmm. Dorothy tells her, no, 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 I'm not writing to Phil. Just jotting down some uh, notes, uh, things that she likes to talk about with the president when mm-hmm. he visits. Right. Rose enters the uh, kitchen, hears this, and asks Dorothy if she's planning to make a scene. Mm-hmm. Dorothy kind of scoffs at the idea, saying that you know she's not a hothead. But Sophia compares her to John McEnroe, uh, but then points out that John McEnroe knows when to stop. Right. Rose kind of agrees, and then she begins some stories. Uh, the girls uh, frantically are you know, putting down towels in the living room uh, in response to a roof leak. Mm-hmm. So this is a flashback, too. Blanche stops Rose from using a cabana club towel, which depicts a naked man and woman in the waves. Dorothy says it's an emergency, and they'll replace it. But Blant says, no, no, it holds too many uh, memories to ruin. Uh, Dorothy angrily assumes that the memories are sexual in nature. Right. Uh, but Blant claims that she brought her home, her son home in it. Skip From him. the hospital. Skip it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy thinks about it for a moment and then says, you're lying. And then Blanche admits this. <laughs> yeah. Another uh, flashback, we see the girls at a children's clown-themed restaurant. Ah, yeah, Mr. Ha Ha. <laughs> Mr. Ha Ha's Hot Dog Hacienda. Uh, the main clown, the guy up on the stage, Mr. Loud, yeah, I, probably, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> loudly announces that he'll be calling out it's the names understudy. of all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say what? His understudy, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Chuckles. Well, I said in the episode, does he ever say he's Mr. Ha Ha though? I think they might have announced it when he's coming yeah. out or something. Okay, like that. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think when Dorothy threatens him, like not another word, Mr. Ha Ha, or so, yeah. like when he's gonna name her age or something. Oh yeah, but. Uh, Anyway, yeah, he's going to call out all the names of the birthday boys and, he's and like, girls. Mr. Haha's brother in law is Mr. Attorney or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, come up on stage, Dorothy, who's clearly upset that she's even there, uh, looks at Rose and says, Please say you didn't do this. Yeah. Of course, you know, her name is called and she reaches across the table to choke Rose. Mm-hmm. Another example of uh, Rose abuse. Yep, exactly. And we're back to the present again. Rose says that, you know, she just hopes that Dorothy won't spoil the visit, as the other girls are all very excited about it. Dorothy protests that she's not going to miss an opportunity to talk to the President of the United States about important issues and give him a piece of her mind. Uh, We change scene. Rose and Blance enter the kitchen, and Blance tries to convince Dorothy not to antagonize the President during the visit, pointing out that it's, you know, best not to upset a man that can answer the question, you in what army? Right. Which I thought was a pretty good line, too. Yeah, solid. 
Dorothy cites that uh, Bush claims to be focused on education, uh, but that there are serious problems with America's education system. She gives examples, including that some kids can't even find India on the map. Mm -hmm. Rose reminds her that Columbus had the same problem, Yeah, which I thought was funny. Mm -hmm. I like that one. She continues that there are also a problem with uh, AIDS discrimination and men's rights, which leads into another flashback. Uh, we see Rose lying face down on her own bed uh, when Dorothy and Blanche come in to comfort her. Rose needs a new job and is learning that it's a very difficult uh, market out there for women of her age. Right. Uh, Dorothy tries to convince her that you know she can do whatever it takes to find a new position, uh, but Rose protests that nobody wants her around. Blanche reminds her that they want her around. They just can't afford to pay her for her time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dorothy tells her that she's uh, feeling sorry for herself and points out that you know they're all getting older. She's uh, not alone, giving several examples of aging. She's like, so like, so you're a little bit, you have more wrinkles, so do I, so does Blanche. And then at the end, I think she says, so you're a little rounder in the tummy, so is Blanche. Yeah, yeah, that was the funny part. <laughs> yeah. uh, another flashback, we see Blanche entering the house and tells the girls that she's devastated. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Uh, she's taking a class. And the professor, not to be named, <laughs> says that she can only get an A if she sleeps with him. Right. Sophia says, you know, to get it in writing. <laughs> but the other girls sympathize with this clear case of quid pro, quid pro quo sexual harassment. Mm. Rose cites that a, uh, a case in which she was somewhat harassed as a child by a soda jerk while she was growing up. Yeah. He would uh, make obscene ice cream sundae arrangements. But uh, she could never prove it as the evidence would inevitably melt. Right. But she is haunted to this day. Yeah, it, it was a little rough for that scene because, you know, it just brings back, you know, one of the greatest villains in, <laughs> you know, television history, in all honesty. I mean, granted, they did it in a way that at least we didn't have to see him on screen and we didn't have to see his heinous behaviors, but still it was triggering, to say <laughs> the least. <laughs> so, so I'm back up in your recap a bit. So how did you preface this little section of vignettes. What do you mean? They were talking about... Oh, this this little... Yeah. So I said, you know, Blanche enters the house and tells the girls that she's devastated. But before, like, at the start of this little section here. When they're talking know. about injustices and... Oh, oh. Um, for the, the, the... Basically yeah. the categories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, that uh, she's okay. uh, trying to say things that are wrong with the country. Mm -hmm. Problems in the education industry and uh, age discrimination, etc. And women's rights. Women's rights. Hmm. Is that okay. what you're getting at? Yeah. I, 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 think, th I think Ski actually misspoke and said men's rights. He did say <laughs> oh, men's did rights. Yes. I did? Yeah. Oh. So let's talk about the rights of men. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was a big that was a big club. I did think it was funny. <laughs> On a podcast by three, you know, middle-aged dudes. <laughs> like men's rights. That's what we exactly. really need to go find. full proud boy for <laughs> Professor Cooper. <laughs> I thought you did, but I was like, I'll just let it go, and I'll catch it when I do. The I'm very glad that. you pointed out because I would have never known. Yeah. Anywho, we'll check the tape, right? Yeah. <laughs> you said men's rights. Yeah, it's quite the quite the cross we have to bear. <laughs> like he's really doing a hot take for Professor Cooper here. Glad he I'm not I wish I was that. I wish I was that clever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but who's doing the um, the reminiscing for this little section? Oh, this one is uh, um, should have been Dorothy. Dorothy, right? yeah. Exactly. She was talking about times when she when 
people have dealt with discrimination exactly. and problems with the country. Yeah. So back in the day, Blanche comes home and maligns Professor Cooper, mm-hmm. and now Dorothy's just taking it as gospel, and she's repeating the slander. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that now it's gone from, what is it, there's Now life. it's hearsay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that Professor Cooper has a real defamation case on his yeah. hands? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know. spread at this point, Exactly. Right? The lies made it halfway around the world, and the <laughs> truth hasn't even got its shoes on yet. <laughs> I feel like that's a line that you have had in your <laughs> repertoire for a while and been waiting for an opportunity. I, I gotta say though, you know, <laughs> if not, if that was off the cuff, that's amazing. But no, even if it's just from memory, it's, it's really like good. a Ben Franklin. Line. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't feel like I, I recognize that it's particular somebody, line. But yeah. well done on pulling it out, though. Yeah. Whoever it's yeah. attributed you know, during, to. During the Me Too, there was the whole point. You know, believe the woman, right? Mm-hmm. And you know. Hey now, where is this going? Are we back to men's yeah. rights? <laughs> he never left it. No, yeah. no, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. It's not, it's not that dangerous. All right, <laughs> but I'm saying like there was a really strong. I mean, it was trying to shift the attention away because sure. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times they say, hey, you know, the woman's trying to put the information out there and just trust her, right? Right. At least listen to what she has to say. Uh, Dorothy being, you know, best friends and stuff with Blanche, mm-hmm. I would hope that she would listen to her yeah. right. over even Dr. Cooper unless, you know, she was presented with, like, some definitive proof that Blanche was lying. Mm. But I would hope that she would be on her side. Right, yeah. So so you're saying that uh, it, it's okay. She, she should be on Blanche's side even if there is mm-hmm. a definitive proof. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, yeah, friends, I'm saying correct. that, you know, if, if, if Blanche is the one telling her the story, that I think she should believe Blanche. Right. So, mm-hmm. so once again, discrediting Brent's faith. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our Cooper, views. Not his faith in general. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't know. Yeah. Maybe he'll he'll reveal that later. <laughs> right. Yeah. That'll be the big reveal at the end. Brent's <laughs> topic on faith, <laughs> where he falls in the whole deity. Um, <laughs> Well, the deep dive for that one, right? Right, yeah. Uh, We go back to the present. Agent Bell enters the kitchen where all the girls are currently hanging out, tells them that the decision has been made to visit a more traditional family. Uh, Sophia pipes in and claims that they are very traditional. She's the mom with 2.3 kids Mm -hmm. and points at Rose as being the .3. She proceeds to explain, and we jump into another flashback. We see Blanche coming out of the the lanai. (coughs) Excuse me wearing a black and white evening gown, and asks, you know, Rose and Dorothy how she looks. Rose gives a fair and kind compliment, but uh, this doesn't seem to be enough. Mm-hmm. Dorothy kind of stops her and tells Blanche that she looks better than anyone ever has or ever will, mm-hmm. which this now seems sufficient. Blanche comments that, you know, getting a compliment from Rose can be like pulling teeth. Right. Another flashback, the girls are in the kitchen, and Rose is asking the girls to uh, stick by her. I believe this one was uh, to stay up all night. That she can try to beat her pain addiction or pain pill addiction, right? Right. Uh, they agree, and Sophia proudly announces that this is what true friendship is. Quote, putting uh, someone else's need ahead of your own. Uh, she then promptly heads to bed, asking them for an update in the morning. Right. <laughs> uh, now we see the girls are sitting on uh, the couch, and Rose suggests that they make a pact to always stick together and care for one another. I think this one was, uh, wasn't it when uh, Sophia's friend was in a nursing home. Yeah, I think so. Right? It was being kind of poorly taken care of. Yeah. Um, 
Or no, she couldn't afford a nice place, right? Right. That, that seems correct. And she said, you know, we take care of each other. Even if we have to go to a nursing facility, uh, they'll go together. Um, they're all smiling and hugging. And then Rose, ironically, asked what they do, well, they'll do when there's only one of them left alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when we watched this episode, she was still breathing, wasn't she? Yeah, I believe so. So it was more poignant back then even. Uh, Sophia tells the girls not to uh, worry, and she'll be able to take care of herself. Yeah. <clears throat> Implying, of course, that she'll be the last one standing. Mm-hmm. Another flashback, we see Sophia is setting the table, and Dorothy has to be careful as she's using her best china, uh, which was uh, a wedding gift from Sophia, taken from Sicily. Sophia thanks Dorothy for not treating her like an old person. Dorothy kind of gets emotional over this, and Sophia makes a play to try and cancel a debt that she owes her daughter. Then they exchange I love yous. That's sweet. Um, Then we jump back to present again. Uh, Hearing these stories, Agent Bell is overwhelmed and says he'll try to convince the president that he should definitely choose their house, saying they're as close as any family he's ever seen. Yeah. That was the worst acting of the episode, though, that little last scene. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I like TV's Tim Stack. I I do, too. I'm a big fan. I thought he was great throughout the episode, but if Mm -hmm. I had to pick one where I was like, eh, that was... uh, His weakest link? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, He heads out, and Sophia sarcastically says, I can't believe he bought it. Mm Mm-hmm. Rose contests that, no, no, we get along great. But Sophia reminds him of several instances where they don't. Mm. Our last flashback set, we see Sophia in bed trying to get to sleep. But both Dorothy and Blanche barge into her room asking for advice since Rose won't talk to them. She tells them simply to enjoy the silence. But they are deeply troubled as they feel they've betrayed her trust, having read her diary. Mm -hmm. Uh, They believe Rose was uh, writing terrible things about them. But apparently Rose comes in then. And clears things up, uh, explain that uh, they simply read her old 4-H diary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had she, one of those. Did you? Yeah, I hear you got a big <laughs> bag from it, from what I uh, exactly. understand. So. Yeah, she, she used it to record uh, her efforts to raise two pigs uh, for the county fair one mm-hmm. year. Uh, perhaps the only and or best way to earn a 4-H pig diary badge. Right. Uh, we see another flashback. <laughs> 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 what about this? Just the transition, or I, I think maybe it's just the fact that every one you say we see a flashback, and they're all flashbacks. There's something else. What is it? Nothing. <laughs> um. <laughs> up and say it again and I'll try to get the line out. Sure, yeah. Um, so she used uh, the diary to record her efforts to raise two pigs for the county fair, perhaps the only and or best way to earn a 4-H pig diary badge. Mm-hmm. It's the diary of Anne Franks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you put the S in the wrong place. <laughs> I think it'd be the diary of Anspers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah, that was worth your laugh. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. That was nice. I'm glad we got it all out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth going back and revisiting yeah. <laughs> for Anspers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We see Sophia coming home from a date with a well-dressed man named Fidel. Mm. Great name. Uh, <laughs> Blanche comes to the front door, uh, or front room, 
wearing a kind of lacy nightgown, uh-huh. and she was uh, wasn't expecting company. She says. Sure. Now the backstory though is that so both Sophia and Blanche are dating this man. I think um, all four of them are actually. Were they? Yeah, I believe all four of them in that episode are dating. Them. I did not remember no, that. I don't think so. I think it was just Sophia and just the Blanche. Two? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I do remember that they're kind of fighting over his uh, affections, though, right? Yeah. yeah. The that one that might have been when uh, uh, Rose and Dorothy were doing their song. Oh, could be. Yeah. Maybe no. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure offhand. It's been a little while since I watched the. I did not go back and watch every episode to review. Well, if you really were dedicated to your craft. Not not (laughs) enough, apparently. Busy week, you know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They traded back and forth a few insults. (laughs) Making $4 an hour babysitting. Right. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Have time to. Important stuff. So $4 more an hour than he's making podcasting. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm losing money here. Right. Exactly. Reach out to your family. He's like, I'll watch the kid for free. <laughs> <laughs> Undercutters. <laughs> right. Uh, they trade insults, uh, Blanche and Sophia do. And Dorothy plays referee, reminding them that you know, both of the uh, agreement they had not to interfere with the other girl is, is out with Fidel. Blanche then says that she's going to take a steamy hot bath in enough water uh, to barely, co- barely cover her perky bosoms. Sophia retorts that she'll only be sitting in one inch of water. <laughs> Uh, then they lunge at each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we jump back to the present one last time. Uh, sometime later in the living room, Sophia asks Dorothy why they don't have a pet. Rose enters the room, asking if anyone would like some crackers. Sophia looks at her and says, oh yeah, never mind. Uh, the doorbell rings, and Rose puts the tray on the coffee table and answers the door. It is Agent Bell. He informs the girls that the president will indeed be visiting their home. Right. And that's where we cut out this part of the episode. We only had a one guest actor in that episode, and it was Tim Stack. TV's Tim Stack. Agent Bell, yep. <laughs> um, I'll get to that. <laughs> this is his first of two Golden Girls, but of course his other one is just the second half part of this uh, this mm-hmm. two-parter. Um, 138 titles to his name overall. Uh, a lot of guest actor um, from great shows like Punky Brewster and Wonder Years and Seinfeld and Night Court and Alf and the New Adventures of ba- uh, Beans Baxter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, uh, of course, probably best known for 42 episodes of uh, Son of the Beach as uh, Notch Johnson. Dick Dietrich, too. Um, yeah, but my favorite thing, of <laughs> course, I think Brent would, would agree, is his 18 episodes of My Name is Earl, um, mm-hmm. as well as a couple episodes of Raising Hope as yep. TV's Tim Stack. Yep. So, guest starred as is himself. Is that what he was called on there? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, <laughs> he played himself uh, like a comedic version sure, of himself. Yeah. Like a washed-up alcoholic version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I think uh, he's wearing a Son of the Beach costume. Oh, yeah? yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. Notch Johnson. I never watched that show. but Yeah, me either. But uh, I'm surprised they haven't because I do like Tim Stack. I think yeah. he's funny. Yeah. I should have given it a try at some point. Yeah. But it only I think lasted that was a written couple seasons. Or co-written by Howard Stern, wasn't it? Son of the Beach. I honestly have no idea. So, uh, Ski, who ended up uh, getting your MVP in this clip show episode? I did, Sophia. Once again, she owns the uh, comebacks and great lines. Mm, okay. And how about you, Brent? Uh, TV's Tim Stack. He did a really solid job. And when you, if you take out the clip parts of it, mm-hmm. then obviously he had the most, mm-hmm. you know, going on. But yeah. I, I don't disagree with your choice, but I gave mine to Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that uh, she, in the new stuff, I enjoyed her stuff the most overall, even though I thought Tim gave a solid performance yeah. in his guest role. And Ski, uh, how many 
slices of cheesecake for you. Four point five. Okay. I thought it was a decent clip show. Uh, very. I thought it was a pretty funny premise. I thought it was a little far fetched as well, but you know, I like the premise as well. Um, I forget what I was looking up, but I did see like two people who were sort of bad mouthing the premise mm. online. Um, and I don't put a lot of faith in that, but I especially disagreed with that mm-hmm. just because as far as like reasons for them to have these clip shows, I mean, I thought it was better than some of the others. I mean, oh, yeah. it was like a positive reason to flashback. Normally it's because, oh, somebody's moving out or dying it, or, or losing yeah. the house, selling the house, something. Yeah, it's a, it's I didn't want to see more shoehorned in. Exactly. This one seemed a little more organic. Yeah, they're... They're thinking back of all the good times in order to keep the good times going. Well, yeah. You know, and this time it's like just yeah. They're uh, they're recounting something. That somebody yeah. asked actually asking them questions about their past. Yeah, so yeah. It made they're sense. Celebrating, you know, five years of shenanigans. All right. So, so how many slices then for you? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think that's too high for a clip show episode. Um, I usually kind of give a rough cap of around four for a clip show episode, mm-hmm. um, which is where this one came in. Mm-hmm. Tim Stack almost raised it up higher than that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that I want to say three or four of their clips ended up having homophobic jokes in it was mm-hmm. a little disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so that just pulled it back down to the four. Uh, that, mm-hmm. Like I said, that's my kind of standard uh, high mark for most clip shows just because mm-hmm. they're so little. But I did like the premise. I thought mm-hmm. it was a solid premise. I don't have any issue with it. And I think, like you said, as far as having a – a premise for a clip show is a lot stronger than a lot of the other uh-huh. ones were. Yeah. Like it was a real story that was going on within the clip show, even uh-huh. though it was a, you know, reason to resalvage a bunch of exactly. uh, old footage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, um, did you have anything else to add before we close out this first uh, part? No, not this week. No. All right. I did. Uh, I didn't have a mention that Agent Bell seems too sentimental for the service. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a red tie. I think if he's on duty, he's supposed to be a dark tie. Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe he was just doing a little recon on his own. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is off time. Right. You just uh, want to get to know him. Well, uh, I guess then if we're all wrapped up on this one, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. You say burger or murder? <laughs> I think he said burger. Like I said burger, but like hamburger. I believe murder capital. Oh, shoot, I forgot my phone. Oh, well, I guess well, so. Right now, I'm not sure, per capita. Ah. It used to be Gary, and then it was, uh, I think, Saint, not St. Louis, maybe St. Louis. No, Louisiana. Oh, okay. uh, New Orleans. I think it's Chicago now. Oh, Good it? for them, you know. Still in the Gary area. <laughs> Bring it back home. Yeah, those poor, what are Chicagoans called? I feel like there's some sort I think of a that's name. that's it. Chicagoans. Yeah. Yeah, they, they needed a little... Pick me up mm-hmm. after something bad happened. The Chicago Fire of 1914. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just a, just a few gone, years back. Town went downhill ever since Michael Jordan moved there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
Did he move there? Like he was after the Bad News or the Chicago Bears, the Super Bowl shuffle thing. Well, that was in '85, and I believe he was a rookie in '84, so he would have been yeah, a rookie been the there. year that they. He was a rookie the year that they were there, so gotcha. um, or the, the year they were winning okay. um, that that Super Bowl. Hmm. I think he was rookie in like '87. He had a rookie card in '87, mm-hmm. but I think that's because Fleer. Didn't make rookie cards for, or didn't make cards for, like, there's some sort of small period where there's gotcha. very few cards, and so, like, that was, like, his rookie card was his 87 Fleer or gotcha. something like that. I could be totally wrong yeah. on the shit that I'm saying right now. Yeah. Uh, or it could be something where he got drafted one year, but mm-hmm. did a Larry Bird and waited a year to come into the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case, but. Because um, mm-hmm. he went, he didn't graduate, did he? He went out early, right? Or, correct, yeah. Um, I think after his junior year. That sounds right. Took a gap year to pay off his dad's gambling That's debts, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or accumulate them. He's like, I'm going to be super rich. Don't worry. Exactly. Dad's going to lose a boatload if I start playing this year. And he does. <laughs> right. <sighs> so, do you, did you want to enlighten Brent oh, on your situation? Yeah. So to I, I told Alan I want to tell you too. I'm sorry for being late today. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'll be here early and stuff. I mm-hmm. was like getting ready to leave the house at like 9:08. Yeah. Nikki calls. So there was a wedding today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was at, in Canby, which is like 45 minutes from my yeah. house. Mm-hmm. And it was started at 5, and uh, it was going to be Alexis, me, Nikki, her mom. Her mom ended up not going, so mm-hmm. one of Alexis's friends went. Mm-hmm. A female so friend or a male friend? A female. It's a okay. friend she's had a long, long time. Okay. Now, is Camden's dad still in the picture? Yes. Okay, but he's, he didn't go to the wedding? No, he's actually on drill right now. Oh, the, he joined the military? He's been in the military. Yeah. He's in the reserves. Yeah. I didn't so know like this. this must have been he a... actually might be going full time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I knew he'd been in the drill, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, he's just trying to make sure that he's son-in-law material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's away for the last... Don't it's want actually... some love him and leave him kind of son-in-law. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's a two-week do- deal, so he's going to be gone for gotcha. this. This will be the second week. Gotcha. But uh, anyway, um, so bottom line, mm-hmm. uh, Alexis and them went to the thing. I I opted out of the wedding mm-hmm. because I was like, it starts at 5. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be doing this at 9.30. Mm-hmm. It's a 45-minute b- trip both ways at least. Right, yeah. Plus mm-hmm. the baby's not reliable on timing. Yeah. The babies aren't. Yeah. Weddings are not really reliable either. It's all outside, mm-hmm. so I'd be coming all sweaty and gross probably. Mm-hmm. More so than usual. Slightly, slightly. Right. I mean, I'm pretty damp now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, it's because you're all hyped up to podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The excitement level is palpable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's palpable. We could we could shred it into pulp. So we... much you could make juice with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and so Nikki calls me and says, "You know, hey, you still you can be there when I get home." I'm like, well, I was getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. It was like nine oh eight, and. Uh, She's like, well, don't worry about it. I said, well, how close are you? She's like, about eight, nine minutes. So I was like, I can stay if you need me to, because I'd probably been like a few minutes late or something, but real close. And uh, so she gets home. She's clearly upset, exasperated. Mm-hmm. I told Alan, I think sometimes she agrees to watch Le- uh, Camden mm-hmm. almost out of spite. Mm-hmm. Like Alexis will ask, like callously, mm-hmm. expecting people to do things for her. Mm-hmm. That she's never grown out of. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. We'll point out to her. I, I think I know why. Yeah. <laughs> because she keeps saying yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually stopped. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm pretty much a pushover for that baby. But uh, 
And like, there's times I'll tell her, no. I said, you stick around. You, I said, we've been doing all these things. You got you to give us a night off or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, You've got to give us the night off. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Because <laughs> he really stands up for himself now. Says <laughs> his boundaries. Maybe, maybe I gave away more than I ought to. You know? Please, child, may your dear old grandfather have a night off. <laughs> But yeah, so I I <laughs> had all these grand plans to you know, I'll just stay home and be ready, and I took a nice hot shower and got shaved up right. slightly. Oh, okay. I left this little bit here. It's mm. just it's thicker and grows yeah. in faster, so I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Sure. <laughs> but uh, so sorry. That's fine. So I only hope that Alan posts this episode 45 minutes late. <laughs> that sure way, others will. can suffer along with me <laughs> in solidarity. Exactly. Well, listen, we already know that the quality of your commentary decreases as the night goes on, so they'll suffer along with you either way. Exactly. Oh. I think I peeked on your couch upstairs. <laughs> well, you were on fire. Thank you. Oh. Anyways, all right. Part Cheers. of his shirt. Yeah, it is. Nice. Brent's wearing a Hawaiian shirt tonight. Yes. Looks very festive. So. Yeah. It's an officially licensed Elvis replica. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Nice. I mentioned this. I, I guess that... I thought that you were joking. Very appropriate. Mm-hmm. I think when you told me that, I thought it was a joke. No, I, no. I thought you were just like, "Oh yeah, this is an official Elvis." Uh, yeah, it's officially licensed Elvis replica from his Blue Hawaii ah, film. I just thought you were full of shit when you said no, that before. No. It. <laughs> it's got a little Graceland tag in ah, the back and everything. Very nice. That is really cool. Yeah. So, anybody wants to pick up a copy of Elvis's Blue Hawaii album, you know, on the cover, he's wearing this exact shirt and he's holding a ukulele, <laughs> which I am not right now. But. Well, now all this is going to have to go into the. Uh, Post show. Hell yes. <laughs> so. Gotcha. Anyways. Doesn't right. Gwen have a ukulele? She does. She's quite good at it, too. Go get it for you. I'm fine. I, got, I have a ukulele. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Do you play it much? Uh, not very often, no. But okay. I named it Gladys. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, after Elvis's mother. Oh, very nice. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, Helena got it for me for um, Father's Day or birthday or something, oh, uh, okay. like when we first got together. Mm. So. so did she set the bar too high for gifts? At that point, or has she continued to maintain? She is. She's a very, very good gift giver. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear. Um, I she'd got me the um the Lego Nintendo set, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I finally got around to getting that put together this past week. Like I made a big dent last weekend, and over the course of the week, I got the rest of it put together. Lego very Nintendo, nice. like was it like a Zelda setup or a Mario? Or a something Mario or? Brothers setup. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's you got look the all pixelated and stuff. Or uh, I mean, as much because it's you know, I mean they're bricks, mm-hmm. so. It looks 8-bit-ish, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a fun set. It's got the like an old-timey TV and everything, and then like Mario's on there. And really there's cool. a, oh, a gear that you can turn, and he moves around through the screen and everything. And it's got the console and the cartridge. When you get controller. that done, will you send me a picture? I think mm-hmm. you just said he got it done. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, I'll take a picture and send it to Lady. I am highly curious. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry really, to really find really it online, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see yours instead. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can see online that you'd rather see mine. <laughs> he keeps asking. He does. <laughs> One of these days. I can tell you he's he's wearing you down. <laughs> Half the times I think it's why he shows up here. Right. Just hoping. <laughs> this this week. Right. This week it'll be the week. Nicole's like, why are you typing up four pages of info? He's like, because that's the ticket I've got to pay. <laughs> I just figured it was like. 
because that'll wear him down. <laughs> the more I wear him down, the more mm-hmm. the less. Ain't nothing defense. he loves more than content. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure it's like subliminal. Like every eighth word's telling me to put off, take off my pants. Or right. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by where by the end of each episode, you're like, man, these pants are really chafing me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Out there, our listeners are like. I have to go my pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, stay golden cocoa, and I'm halfway out the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I gotta get home, get these trousers on. <laughs> yeah, Elena's like, how come every time you come home from the podcast, First you're thing so you randy? <laughs> like, I don't know. Must be that golden girls talking, but there's something going on there. That's, that'll do it anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. even without the subliminal messaging. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that you knowing the secret doesn't ruin it for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready to kick off? Yeah. All I right. think it'll really just mean more in the end when mm. he finally gives in. Yeah. He'll like, he worked hard for it. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> earned it. <laughs> All right.